you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza, and we have a fun conversation in store for you today. We all know this is going to be a lot of fun. My guest today is Miranda Werkheiser, who's joining me from Green Bay, Wisconsin today. And Miranda is a conscious hustler whose mission in life is to bring others together to create magic. Okay, I love that. To bring others together to create magic in the forms of art breakthroughs, clarity, vision, and fun through conscious entrepreneurship. Lots of entrepreneurial experience and a lot of fun today. So Miranda Werkheiser. Miranda, thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I am very excited to be here. Um, it's like six degrees outside right now. Oh. So. <laughs> I am staying warm and cozy in my house while we have this conversation. So I'm I'm excited. I'm so excited to be here. So this is this is a really remarkable contrast. It's six degrees Fahrenheit here. I don't even know what that is in Celsius, but it's definitely <laughs> negative. It's below zero. And here I sit in Phoenix, Arizona, where we're expecting a high of 72 or 22 degrees Celsius today. So yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's it, that's cold. <laughs> it is really cold. It's um, it's unbearable at moments. Um, you know, it's interesting. So I have kids. I have kids, and there are times where school is canceled because people actually can't walk outside. So we have you know the wind chill effect, which um, you know right now it feels like it's actually negative negative six it's nine degrees but it feels negative six that's what it is because of the wind chill so you know sometimes cars don't start and pipes freeze oh, wow. and businesses don't open because it's actually dangerous to go outside so yeah. wow well but you're safely inside here <laughs> and and we're 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 doting on this just so the listener can get a sense of the the remarkable contrast so we we have people literally tuning in from all over the world and from places like australia and new zealand where it's summertime so, yeah. yes yes i very much channeling that right now very much channeling that. i live here um you know and people all the time are like you, ha you must be used to it by now. I was like, I don't know if you ever get used to it, but you tolerate it. You <laughs> learn to work with it and you tolerate it. I don't think that you could ever get used to like negative 30 degree weather. Mm. I, I, I've, I've been in, in negative 30 degree weather for a period of time in my life and I never did get used to it. I cannot <laughs> imagine getting used to it. Now, are you from the Green Bay area? Uh, so I was born in Kenosha, Wisconsin, which is okay. just the border of Wisconsin and Illinois, mm -hmm. and basically moved up to Northeast Wisconsin when I was in second grade. And so, yeah, I was raised here just um, further north of where I'm living right now, about an hour and a half north of where I'm living now, but um, on the peninsula, on the thumb of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I've, I've moved away. I've lived in Utah for a while and I actually did live in Green Bay for a short time prior to me moving back to Sturgeon Bay after my stay in Utah. But um, yeah, I, you know, the longest time, I mean, my kids are here and my, my son's father's here. And so um, until I can, you know, move somewhere where it's warmer <laughs> uh, without having to make compromises I'm not wanting to make right now, you know, in regards to my son, um, I'm here. So <laughs> I love it though. I do love it here. I love the community. There's a growing community of um, just like creative collaboration in the area, which is beautiful. Uh, COVID's kind of been able to, it, it canceled a lot in terms of that, but it's beautiful because it's, it's really bringing people together. Um, you know, there's a lot more, of course, like COVID friendly, like tomorrow, there's this beautiful, I guess, quote unquote, market happening where there's like 15, 20 local businesses coming together, you know, an opportunity to really support small businesses. So as crazy as COVID's been, and as, a co as cold as it is, people really are coming together to support each other. And so it's really beautiful. And so it keeps our hearts warm when our bodies are freezing. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that. I like the the collaboration and one word that stands out that that you mentioned a couple of times in your intro is conscious as in conscious collaboration conscious entrepreneurship would you say yeah. some more about what that term conscious means to yeah. you so for me conscious really just means aware aware and present and with intention so you know i one of the things i'm really i'm i'm big on practicing is conscious breath, um, but also conscious movement. So um, I'm actually, I have a group going right now where that's one of the things that we are talking about. And it's such a simple practice, but as far as being a conscious entrepreneur, I'm very intentional and very present with everything I do. So um, I'm able to just really channel, you know, what I'm really desiring. And I actually allow that to be an energetic feeling. So when I, when I'm, just even talking with somebody or talking about a collaboration or a project or, you know, even looking at working with somebody as a photographer, because that's one of the services I offer. I always prefer to meet them beforehand because I like to feel what they're looking for in any way, shape or form, whatever service it is, because I want to make sure that I can consciously actually channel the energy myself to be as present in that um, desire that they have. So conscious to me just is very present and aware. Okay. Uh, yeah. And, and I appreciate that because people have defined that any number of different ways. So how do you anchor being conscious? What is your practice or pra what are your practices like to maintain that awareness? So one of my, I think it's probably the greatest gift that I give myself is time in the morning. Mm -hmm. I had this really, really um, not clear idea of what a morning practice should look like. I was, always, I had this belief for the longest time. It meant I had to take an hour and every 15 minutes I had to do something differently. Right. And so it was kind of, it was kind of a not conscious exercise, you know, practice in the morning because I was so regimented with it that I was so focused on spending that 15 minutes doing those four things. And one day I was like, this is not serving me. This isn't, this isn't allowing me to be more conscious. It's actually triggering me to have to be more scheduled. Mm -hmm. And so instead of the intention 
of having a morning routine, I made the intention to commit time to myself every morning. And sometimes that looks like just getting up and actually taking three very intentional breaths and saying thank you, because sometimes that's all I have time for. Um, but it allows me to be grounded. And it's a really great reminder throughout the day. When I take those three conscious breaths in the morning, it reminds, I have these reminders throughout the day. I set breath alarms um, on my phone. You know, I tell my clients if they have an Apple watch or whatever it is that they have to set them on there. Because I have found that throughout the day, sometimes we're doing a lot of unconscious things. Breathing sometimes becomes this very unconscious thing because our body just kind of regulates it for us, right. you know, but being conscious of your breath throughout the day and just like stopping and just taking three intentional breaths really allows you to bring yourself back to the present, to be grounded, to be more conscious of your surroundings and where you're at and just kind of, it's so refreshing. So any time in the morning, I give myself every single day, I give myself time in the morning. Sometimes it's two hours of reading and writing and pulling cards and meditating and doing all of the things, whatever feels yeah. good for me that day. And sometimes it's just getting up and taking a couple breaths and being very intentional with them and saying, thank you. And I'm on with my day. Okay. Yeah. That, that's really, that's really wonderful that you have a, a practice that is not rigid because yeah. this is something that uh, people talk to me all about all the time it is having something feel like it gets static or or stuck or putting pressure on yourself to mm -hmm. make you know putting pressure on yourself to do all of the things when sometimes our spirit just needs to sit <laughs> you mm. know instead of reading or writing or, you know, doing all of the things that I just, I listen to whatever my body and my spirit is telling me to do that day. And, and it's different. It's different every day. So yeah. trusting and surrendering to what spirit's calling for me to do. Really. Okay. Yeah. And th th that's really the essence of all of it is that sense of allowing and, and surrender and trust and lessons that we all need to learn because we get in our own way a lot. <laughs> We do. We really, really do. I just actually, so the new moon was last night. So I'm mm -hmm. loving that this energy is carrying over, um, especially, you know, in this conversation and whatnot, but the new moon was last night. And the night before I did a practice, um, I'm in a little women's circle, one of the businesses that I'm partnered with. Um, we have a manifestation um, women's circle that we get into every Wednesday night. It just so happened to be the night before, um, you know, the new moon. And we wrote these love letters to ourselves, imagining ourselves in our highest, most beautiful, just like energetic form. And one of the things that just got was channeled to me was the only way something can, the only way something can be in your way is if you allow it, you get to choose. And then the next line was like, by the way, most of the time that's you. <laughs> I was like, thank you for the reminder self. I needed to hear that. <laughs> Yes. Apparently, we all need to hear that. Yes. <laughs> By the way, that guilty person that's doing that again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Yes. You. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Yeah. And this is, a, you know, it's so interesting the ways that we get in our own way. And when we were talking originally, um, a couple of weeks back, you know, you mentioned that for a long time, you, and as you described it, pushed your your own intuition down and i'm wondering if you could share a little bit more about 
about all that, what that process looked like for you? Yes, yes, of course. So um, I am definitely, I guess, what would be called the black sheep of my family. I've never really followed the rules. I've always kind of just done my own thing. Um, but oh. I had my daughter a week before I graduated high school. Oh. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of shame that mm. came with that, I think, for you know, my friends, and there was just a lot of disconnection that happened at that time. And I fell into the conditions of what I was supposed to be doing at that time. And so my spirit was like telling me all of the things. And I really did push it aside because I was like, I have to get a degree. I have to work. I have, to, you know, I have to do, I have to do, I have to do. And for, I mean, years and years and years, it was I went to school for a year and then I was like, no, I really have to work because I have to make money because I have to provide for my child, right? All these things I have mm -hmm. to do. So I became the manager of a video store and was managing a coffee shop at the same time while trying to raise my daughter. And I just kind of took the, that part of myself, the spirit that was like, you need to run, you need to have fun, yep. you need to play, you need to just like you're 19 years old, 20 years old now, you know, you have a two-year-old, like you've not, you need to discover who you are still, like all of the things that I was being told I pushed aside because I had a lot of pressure from society. You know, I was, at that time I listened to everything. I was like, mm -hmm. oh, all these things I'm supposed to be doing. And there was shame put on me from my high school for even getting pregnant. They didn't want mm -hmm. me to graduate. They wanted me to stay home. Oh. Um, I was student council president. They told me I had to, I had to step back. Hmm. I was, yeah, I was, there was a lot that I was told I had to give up because I was an embarrassment to the school. And so that stuck with me. <clears throat> and so I felt like for a long time, I was trying to prove myself to other people. And then, you know, then I had my son um, five years after I had my daughter. So I was a mother of two at 23. Um, and I was with somebody who was very like, he worked his nine to five. He played softball in the three days a week in like the county softball league. And I was just like the mom and I was the housekeeper. And and I, I put it away for a long time. And I don't even know what year it was, but I was just like, you know what? What are you doing? You're not happy. You're not doing anything you love. You've had like these little bouts of like, really like my kids my kids really showed me that there's just like this inner child who has to run and just just to let it out and so they really have been my saving grace for a very long time to remind me I'm gonna get emotional but just like to remind me that there's so much more inside of me and so much more for me to give in a very authentic way rather rather than a way that I felt like I had to be and so it actually I'm 37 and it really wasn't until about three years ago where I was like I'm going to move out of this little town I'm in and I'm just going to move 45 minutes away to Green Bay and it was it was very liberating it was liberating for me it was liberating for my children and really for the last three years I'm like hey world this is who the hell I am and I'm going to be me and I'm really excited about it. And then a year after that, I launched Surrender and Slay and it just continues to grow and I'm continuing to learn more about myself. And I'm just, yeah, that was a long bit of it, but that was, it was, it was 
it was well over a decade, almost a decade and a half of me kind of putting myself away, serving other people, filling other people's cup, giving, giving to other people in a way that I felt like I needed to emptying myself completely over and over again. And now I'm like my morning practice. That's where that is. That has been again, one of my biggest gifts I give to myself because now I only give from a full cup like the overflow that everybody else gets. Right. Yes. And there's so many people that can relate to putting their gifts down or conforming in some way, because we're all pressured in one way or another to do that. So during that decade where you were aware that you were actively putting that yeah. part of you aside or, or down or however that looked, I mean, how did that feel to you? How often did um, that sense of I need to fly I, I need to get away, come up. Oh my gosh. It was so often. I have a very strong, um, I've always had a very strong connection to spirit, God, universe, you know, whatever, whatever resonates. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, since I was eight, I used to like hide in my closet and I would just talk because I knew that somebody was listening and I always felt guidance. Um, <clears throat> and it, it, it was, it was daily. It was daily where I was reminded, <clears throat> look at my, my throat chakras. Like, mm, do you want to tell this truth? Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> um, it was daily. I mean, it was, it was, I feel like I tortured myself for a good while. You know, it was, it was torturous. My, my physical body, um, felt that, you know, and it was like, I kept, I would, I was storing all of these you know, pushing them away and my body almost took the toll. I mean, I lost a lot of weight at one point. I gained a lot of weight at one point. Um, my face really broke out in a way that I, I wouldn't even go outside and my mindset, it was just really interesting. It was, it was about a decade of up and down of feeling good, being happy, trying to convince myself I was happy or fulfilled in some way. Um, and you know, it wasn't any of these, it wasn't like these huge, crazy, like, you need to fly. It was just like these like little moments of like walking out of the grocery store and like riding the grocery cart or the grocery cart, like to my car, you know what I mean? And like jumping on and just like reminding mm -hmm. myself that like, there are little moments where like, oh, yeah. I don't have to be like the perfect mom and I don't have to be the perfect employee or the perfect whatever. It was like, I, it, and so I think sometimes we look at, you know, and there obviously were really big moments where I removed myself from toxic relationships or toxic workplaces, right? Mm -hmm. Where I felt mm -hmm. such a relief and such a, 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 an ability to just like, to surrender that I made the right decision to leave. Mm -hmm. But I think we sometimes look for those really big moments when it can be like the really small moments of just like, you know, I mean, I took, I, I babysat my friend's kids for a while and it would snow and we would go outside and catch snowflakes with our tongue. And this, this little child was like, what are we doing? I'm like, just stick your tongue out. And they just thought it was the coolest thing. And so little moments like that were just like such beautiful reminders that I can just like be free and just mm -hmm. enjoy the moment and just be in it. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I love that. It's the little things and it has such a tremendous impact. So this was a daily thing then for you during yeah. that decade where, uh, yeah, for some people it's not every day or at least they, they've tamped it down or they've numbed themselves to the point where it's not that. But tell us more about hiding in your closet as a child and, and having those conversations. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So um, we lived out in the country. So I have an older brother and a younger sister. We had a dog at the time. Um, my parents were still together, I believe at the time. It's My childhood is interesting. I don't remember a lot, but I do remember this particular house we lived in. We were surrounded by fields and there was this little patch of forest. And I would go out there with my brother and my sister and we each had our own little part of the forest. And um, <laughs> now I'm realizing that I feel like all of this had actually happened, but for a while I couldn't, I felt like I could feel <clears throat> my guides. Like I could feel yeah. angels and spirits and fairies. Yeah. And like, I could just imagine them. I would create this house for, for them. And I would, I would gather like leaves and I would like make them these meals and just nurture them and hang out with them. And then when we would be called in for dinner, we would have dinner, but I felt like I had so much to say or questions to ask, or like, I just wanted in being out in those woods and being in mother nature and just like engaging with what I was imagining or actually doing, I would go into my closet because I, I just knew that somebody or something was listening. And so I would just talk, I would talk. I mean, Lord, I could talk. And so I'd be like, this is what happened today. And I'm wondering why this happened. And, and I'm wondering this, and did this really happen? Or could this happen? Or is this possible? Or what's going on with my brother? And what's going on with my sister? I just, I mean, I think sometimes it would be even for hours in my life. My brother and sister would like not, they're like, are you okay in there? And I'm good. I'm good. And sometimes I would go in there and cry if I felt like I needed to cry. Um, or if I just wanted to go sit by myself, it was like this safe place for me to just be. And I never doubted that I was heard. I didn't have a name for it. I didn't think it looked like anything. I just knew that I was heard. And that was kind of, I have a lot of people ask me if there's a moment where like I felt awakened or I felt you know, whatever. Yeah. And I don't, I kind of, yeah. I, I feel like I've just always had this connection. And so my whole belief system basically is like presented on me playing in the woods with like, like, I don't even know what to call entities that I actually converse with on a daily basis. Like I have spirit guides that are fairies. I have angel yeah. spirit guides, you know, and I have, and so it's like, they've, I feel like they've always been with me. And so I feel almost as if those little nudges through that decade, you know, were them being like, Hey, remember us, remember us when we were really little, like we're still here. So it's almost, it's, it's comforting now to think of being out in the woods and hanging out in my closet, <laughs> you know, to now being here, we're like, they're here with me all the time. So yeah. Yeah, that, that's really interesting um, because there's so many people listening that have had that experience. I mean, I myself had experiences like that when I was a very young child. Yeah, um, so I, I know exactly what you mean. Now, when when you were in your closet and people were wondering about you saying, um, Miranda, are you okay? Is everything all right in there? You know, did you have people that you could talk to about this? Uh, like actual people? No, <laughs> not no. like humans. No. <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I, um, 
and I didn't even through I had switched schools from elementary school to middle school um Mm -hmm. so moving to a middle school in sixth grade where I knew nobody I definitely was a weirdo you know and I actually didn't talk to anybody about any of this in middle school or high school I was um I was I guess quote unquote really popular I I was able to like hang out with all of the different groups and the I didn't have one that I belonged to you know because I love people and I think that my spirit just guided me to like talking to everybody but I was never really comfortable talking to anybody about my intuition especially my intuition has always been really strong and yeah and nobody really talked about it so I kept it to myself and just did what I did and um I didn't I don't actually feel like until I was almost 25, 26, there was a moment where I joined a women's circle and it was an online thing. Um, some of which I'm actually very close to today, which is beautiful. Um, but I, I didn't really fully open up cause I'd never had that kind of support before I was invited by another woman and I was in it for a couple of years, but I never really fully gave, I, I just couldn't do it. I just felt so like, this is really new for me. So mm-hmm. it really hasn't been into the last five, six years where I've just felt like, let me share this with the world. Okay. Even, yeah. Even when I was in my spiritual life coaching certification and I was, that was like 10 years ago. So I, when I did feel the call, I did do some things on the side, but I, I'm looking at my clinical application courses from my, <laughs> I forgot I had them sitting right here from mm. my, um, from my spiritual life coaching certification. And it was, that was more for me, I think, at the time than for anybody else. Um, it was a way for me to do that without telling anybody about it. You know, it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Well, so in the last five or six years, then the things have definitely, uh, definitely changed. So, you know, how do you feel now as opposed uh, to during that time? I, okay, well, first of all, I just have to say I feel younger than I ever have. I actually feel this is, but here's the thing. I have changed a lot. I mean, I, four years ago, four and a half years ago, I did a bodybuilding competition. Um, and so I was eating a a lot of meat and a lot of whatnot. And like, even my diet now I am like 99% plant-based and gluten-free. So my body feels younger, even after two kids, I'm like, am I Am I 18 again? Because that's how I feel mentally and just like emotionally. I I understand myself so much more because I'm able to do the work spiritually. I am just like, I feel so grounded. Um, I feel so clear on my vision. And even when I don't, I, I don't feel any pressure to be anywhere else than I am right now. Um, my relationships have grown. I mean, just it's been beautiful. My relationship with my kids, um, you know, my daughter's 18 now. It's crazy to see her like at the age at which I had her, you know, and she's in college and she's like, mom, I really want you to come down and just like hang out with me, bring Brayden and like, let's go explore. And I think that that's really cultivated in an environment where I've been able to just really be myself. They may have thought I was crazy for a little bit, but you know, now they're both like, so my family life, my, my parents are opening up a little bit, you know, I, I, but I'm also really good at drawing boundaries and creating boundaries and protecting my sacred space. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that I didn't know how to do when I was younger. And mm. I think the closet represented me kind of 
protecting my sacred space, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so um, I didn't know how to, to do that outside of there. And so now I'm very protective of that. Um, and it feels really good. It feels really good to kind of just be and be in the flow and, you know, understanding the shadow work of things that are still coming up and being able to just feel guided into doing the work that sometimes doesn't feel good, but ends up being really beautiful. So yeah. I, and I'm very willing to just jump into that. I'm like, I'm in the mud. Let me crawl. If I have to crawl, scrape, whatever I need to do, whatever that looks like, I'm going <laughs> to do it because I know I'm supported. I know I'm protected. And I just trust in everything because I know that I've manifested or brought it up for some reason. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, it, it really is a marked difference. So what would you say to someone listening who um, is where you were, who knows that there, there is um, an, an intuitive, a playfulness and that intuitive, playful, want to be in the flow self dying to get out yes. and, and maybe they're they haven't released it yet well what would you say to these folks yes. so the first thing i would say is like how beautiful that you can still recognize that feeling you know like how beautiful that you're still <laughs> yeah. so aware and i would celebrate yeah. that so i'm just gonna mm. i'm gonna just Love it. preempt everybody with this i celebrate everything um, and so to be able to celebrate that acknowledgement that you're still aware of that is beautiful. Second of all, I think that, um, you know, the biggest thing to do is just to take us just to honor one of those small nudges. Like you don't have to go crazy and be like, I'm going to give up everything. But like, if you're feeling any sort of small nudge to dance, dance, if you're feeling some sort of like small intuitive, like push to just like go outside and just like run for a minute you know whatever the little nudge is just just listening to it here and there and it's just going to be something that's that then is you're going to understand it's just going to fill your whole spirit up you know just just maybe even 30 seconds of something because I, I think that there's also pressure in the world that we're in, um, especially in even just like even this setting in the spiritual setting in these open mm. conversations, there is pressure to have these big moments of, you know, I finally released this. And it's like, sometimes the little steps are really what allow you to reach a point that you're like, oh my gosh, every day for the last week, I've acknowledged and acted on these small nudges. And how do you feel after that? You know, so so the person listening who has those nudges, just, just celebrate yourself, like even feeling them and then just listen to it. Just listen to it and take one baby step forward in like acting on it and whatever you're feeling called to do. Yeah, I, I love that. It's really about the little things and, and the baby steps. And you're absolutely right in the spiritual field there. There are people that feel that pressure, such as, well, I just had this meditation, but I didn't feel anything. Is that okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know, I have, um, I, I'm also a Reiki practitioner. And mm -hmm. one of, you know, one of the things that I talk to any client that I have is, you could feel a lot or you could feel nothing at all, but it's working, you know? And yeah. it's like, because 
some pines have these incredible stories of like just being able to feel things move through them and da da. In other times, it's like they're kind of feeling thing, and I was like, and it's absolutely okay. Mm -hmm. Like it's perfect and it's working, and you don't have to have these huge moments for things to be, you know, moving and flowing. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's so true. Now, uh, you are a Reiki practitioner. Now, um, a few minutes ago, you mentioned Surrender and Slay. What's that? Tell us about this. Yes, so Surrender and Slay is my baby. That is my uh -huh. business. Um, when I really let go of all of the shit that I thought I had to do, I gave myself a little bit of a motto because I love mas the idea of masculine and feminine energy because we every single person has that right so yeah i i my motto was to surrender it all like surrender the fears what i want what i don't want what i'm scared of what i'm just surrender it all to the universe trust that i'm heard and then slay right get to work so it's like the feminine and the masculine side of bringing forth what i desire to manifest in my life and so i had no idea what I even wanted it to look like. I just knew that I wanted, so I got an LLC um, <laughs> right LLC, and then I was like, what do I want to do? What's my intention with it? And so I'm definitely not somebody who's only ever had just one passion or one calling. You know, everybody said, you have to find your niche. Well, I found that my niche is just collab collabing with people and allowing, like I said in my bio, just like to, to create magic through different forms, through art or, um, you know, a vision or photography or a breakthrough, you know? And so with that being my intention and my purpose for Surrender and Slay, I was able to kind of really play around with what services do I want to offer? And I, I, I very much love um, event planning. So I plan events myself. I put okay. them on. I also collab with other businesses. I most recently, this last November, um did a fashion show which was really fun um i actually am working on a music video right now that's launching in a couple of weeks so that's been really fun i love project management um but i also offer photography uh which i love i'm very i love like um the creative the creative space in photography is something unlike i've never I, i've ever experienced you know being able to see somebody through the lens um and just like bring forth different angles and it's a very creative space which I love uh, I'm an intuitive coach so you know I didn't I we you know what's crazy is for the longest time I didn't know what to like call myself okay yeah, yeah. as far as a coach because mm -hmm. I throw in everything from like we could talk about business and we can talk about past life and we can talk about goals and and so it's more of an intuitive conversation that's guided um and then this calling this calling that I've had for over a, te a decade of being a Reiki practitioner finally happened during right. COVID. Um, and so I've been able to bring that practice in and it is so beautiful. I, I'm almost speechless because it, it blows my mind how diverse of a clientele I have. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. I have like, yeah. you know, these 18 year old young women who are just really stepping into themselves and they're really interested in the healing aspect of it and not even for their intention isn't even for physical healing it's like i want to heal 
traumas because I feel like I really am being guided to do more with my life, which is beautiful. And then I have professional athletes who start with them wanting, you know, um, a physical ailment to be healed mm -hmm. when really in all reality, like the energy goes where it, it needs to flow. Right. And so yeah. it's been a beautiful experience with them because it's been a lot of generational um, healing, trauma healing, mm -hmm. which in turn, you know, we're one entity. So when we're doing the healing in that realm, we're also healing our bodies. And so it's such a wide range of clientele and it's such a wide range of every session is so different and, and so different every time I work with the same client and it's, it's beautiful. I, I actually, um, I am continuing my practice. And then this summer I will, um, take Reiki three and become a Reiki master myself. Oh, so okay. by the end of the summer, I will be a Reiki master being able to, you know, looking forward to being able to teach others and, um, and the practice of Reiki as well. All right. Now, one word that really stands out is magic and, and, and creating magic. So in all of the ways, and then some that, that you just mentioned, you help people create magic in their lives. So if someone were to want to find out more information about you, how would they go about looking you up on social media or on the web or yeah, absolutely. So I am on Facebook at uh, Surrender and Slay LLC. I also have a personal page, which you can, if you want to friend me, go ahead. It's Miranda Workheiser. Um, and then on Instagram, I am uh, Surrender and Slay LLC. Again, it's all one word. <laughs> okay. um, love the IG names. Um, and then my public figure page is on there as well. If you just want to learn more about me personally, it's Miranda underscore A underscore Workheiser. Long name. Um, website is coming soon, but I'm currently restructuring um, some of the things that I'm doing. Okay. Um, I want to make myself more available to, you know, do more things. So, um, but anybody can also email me at Miranda at surrender and slay LLC.com. So M I R A N D A at S U R R E N D R A N D S L A Y L L C.com. It's long, but it's just my business name.com. That's perfect. Thank you. And thank you for spelling that because I'm usually the one that does that. So I, I do appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's surrenderandslayllc.com. Miranda at surrenderandslayllc. And on social media, Instagram, it's at surrenderandslayllc. All one word spelled out. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Well, so Miranda, this has been so much fun and I knew that we were gonna have a good time talking about that. And we've talked about freezing cold temperatures in Wisconsin <laughs> in February to having conversations with guides, with spirit guides and angels in the closet while your brother was knocking on the door <laughs> saying, are you okay? And actually, yes, yes, you are, you're, you're yeah. quite well. So <laughs> yes, and this has been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Miranda, anything else that you would like to add for the listener before we wrap up here? Um, I mean, I just, I just wanna say, whatever your calling is, if you're feeling called to reach out to me, I'm here just to even answer questions. If anything that I said resonated with you, um, 
just know you're not alone. I think that, you know, for anybody listening and anybody who's tuning into, you know, a platform like this, I think sometimes we feel like maybe the things that we think or experience we're, we're alone and we're not. Um, but anybody who does reach out through this podcast, um, let me know that it's through the podcast because all of my services um, are between 25 and 45% off for anybody listening who even just wants to reach out or even just like reach out and say, hi, you know, I would love to know where you're from, you know, maybe something that caught your attention or that you resonate with. I would love to just even connect that way. Oh, wonderful. Thank you. Yes. So yeah, but let Miranda know that you're listening to this show and uh, yeah, definitely for a, a substantial discount. Yeah. I love that. Thank you on everything. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much. And again, it's Surrender and Slay LLC on Instagram. Um, also, there's a Facebook page, Surrender and Slay LLC, and it's Miranda at Surrender and Slay, all spelled out, which which you, you spelled out very nicely, dot com. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So uh, th- this has been so much fun, Miranda. Th- thank you so much for, for joining me here today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. This is fun. This was... There's a wide range of conversation and I very much enjoyed it. So thank you so much. You're most welcome. And this has been Decide to Transform with Miranda Werkheiser. I'm Tomas Garza. So enjoy this conversation and be sure to get a hold of Miranda, reach out to her and find out how she can help you create magic in your life. All right, everyone. Have a great rest of your day. We'll see you again here soon.